0: The SB Nation NFL show is on the clock and we have it covered here for you with another 2021 NFL draft special. I am your host, Michael Kist, and joining me today from Bleeding Green Nation, my longtime co-host of the Kist and Solak Show, now doing his own show called the Solak Show. Some would say he is the best co-host in the game. You can also find his work on the
1: draftnetwork.com. Ben, how you doing, brother? Everything's delicious, man. Good to be back in the saddle. What have you been up to? Oh. what is how sounds uh, who you've been you've been talking to impressive NFL players and just cool cool people and just being a big deal and and all that that's nice that's good.
0: We have had some high profile guests on here, none more <laughs> high profile than you, I would I, w- I would say. Don't let Ross Tucker know that our mutual friend <laughs> uh, know that we said that. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's been great here on the SB Nation NFL show. I'm glad to uh, have you in and be able to chat with you. I know our longtime listeners, our gentle listeners will be glad to hear that uh, we hooked up for uh, for a draft podcast since we're not getting that with BGN this year. And today we what we're going to do is we're going to get involved with the Draft Network mock draft machine. So before we get to that, just a reminder, go sub, rate review in Apple Podcast. Show love to the feed and Ben will allegedly send you a crisp $10 bill for your contribution to the cause. You can right. always leave questions in those reviews as well and one of our lovely hosts will address it. So Ben, like I, like I mentioned, what we're doing today is we're going to be utilizing the mock draft machine of the Draft Network. Now I have an interesting personal story to tell on this. I was at the bar the other night. One of my good friends who is a casual football fan, we talk about football, all the time when I'm there, but he basically said, he, he's like, I'm going through all these different mock drafts and I'm familiarizing myself with, with these guys and I'm using a couple different simulators, but the one I like the best and he showed me on Google, he's and he Googled it and whatnot, he's like, this one right here. And he pointed to the Draft Network mock draft machine. So great product by you guys. People, people love it. Go ahead and t- tell the listeners what makes it so special.
1: We like about the machine is that we really tried to teach it to be fluid. Uh, and so what we acknowledged is that we study the draft all year at the draft network and then usually get on our final first round mocks like nine picks right and it's because the draft is really really hard uh (laughs) to prognosticate even coming down to the wire and so we wanted the machine to to look different on every simulation regardless of the information input into it and so if you pick the same team every time, and you're picking at the same spot every time, and you don't trade, you're going to get a different board pretty much every time you go. And yeah, there'll be times where you look at the board and you go, there's no way that happens. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that when April 28th runs around, <laughs> something's going to happen, you're going to say, well, there's no way that happened. And it did. Uh, and so we invite chaos. And sometimes that means people send us screenshots of first rounds that they think are ridiculous, but we don't really care too much about that because that's what makes... Uh, engaging with the simulation fun and also realistic uh, beyond that the ability for us to to change uh, team needs uh, in real time with free agency is really cool and uh, so as a team signs a wide receiver we make wide receiver less of a priority for them that's been a lot of fun um, we also have taught the machine uh, how to trade so if you have a few of the premium subscription of the draft network not only does it evaluate trades grade trades potentially accept and offer them to you but also it knows not to trade within its division. Uh, It knows who its GM is. And so Dave Gettleman, like the Giants, if you try to trade (laughs) back and you try to make Gettleman trade back, he won't do it because he doesn't. If you try to make the Bengals trade their pick, they won't do it because they don't trade. Right. Uh, and so we we've really we've we've taught it to move. Uh, we, we we've taught it to be able to be smart relative to the league, and that's a lot of fun. Um, because it means that again, like while it makes it more difficult sometimes, while it makes the outcomes more zany at times, we think it makes it more realistic, and we think it makes uh, uh, everybody better at mock drafting and thinking about the draft. So it's pretty fun.
0: That's something that I just learned about it after I've used it a hundred times, but I never realized that, that the Gettleman thing was that that's really cool yeah. that you taught. It's
1: really funny because like our own staff members will like, be like hey, like there's a bug, like the Bengals won't trade. <laughs> and we're always like, no, it, the, the bug is the Bengals. The Bengals are bugged. <laughs> like This is reflects reality. This is what they do.
0: That's amazing. So let's kick this off. We're going to go through the first round and we'll fire through some of these and we'll, and we'll stop and have deeper con- uh, conversations for others. So what we're doing right now is you can't see it, but me and Ben are our screen sharing, and he's got up the uh mock draft machine simulator. And we are at pick one with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, obviously, they've got to go offensive tackle here to protect their new quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, but they can't pick two players at the same time. So, Ben, I let's just to plug- say
1: that's 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 too early. You gotta calm down now.
0: <laughs> let's plug in Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback from Clemson, hit the button. And draft them. We'll move right to pick two. We'll go to the New York Jets. Do you think it's Zach Wilson right here? Is this a kind of a slam dunk pick? Is he's now the consensus number two? There's been a lot of different discussions about the uh, QB two spot, and I just have a feeling from what I've seen anyway. Maybe you can correct me on this. That it's Zach Wilson, the quarterback of the BYU here.
1: Yeah, people are everywhere on quarterback two in the league so there's a chance that the jets are one of these teams with justin fields out of ohio state first there's a chance that they're one of the teams with trey lance out of north dakota state first however as we get closer it seems we've got more and more people not only with wilson as clear qb2 but also some people with wilson as qb1 over Mm -hmm. trevor lawrence which is bananas um because the league would have told you two years ago that trevor lawrence was the second coming uh and then obviously as always happens guys really start putting their their head into the film and getting to know these guys and start finding some of the warts and so Lawrence has become more mortal, and Wilson, who had an unbelievable season for BYU this year, has become a bigger deal. Uh, so I think that Wilson makes the most sense. It's very easy to talk yourself into him being a scheme fit as well. You we talk about San Francisco and running that wide zone offense that Kyle Shanahan ran there. That's what you expect from Mike LaFleur, the new offensive coordinator with the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson enjoyed the same wide zone play action boot approach at BYU and executed it with, with success. The issue San Francisco had was with Poor arm talent, poor creation with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not an issue with Zach Wilson, who's really, really good on, on the move. And so you can very easily understand how the offensive coaching staff in New York would talk themselves into Zach Wilson as that player.
0: I like it. So we've got two quarterbacks off the board right away Trevor Lords, Zach Wilson. Then the Miami Dolphins come up next. The feeling is, unless a, tr- a big trade happens or something like that, they are going to roll with uh, two attack of Iloa. So not another quarterback here. And after that, I think you've got. Three teams really in a row here that don't need a quarterback. Picks three, four, and five. We'll kind of run through those. How, how do you see those going? Not necessarily how exactly you think it's going to go or how you think it should go, uh, but what's a possibility here that we can, we can kind of build as a scenario?
1: Uh, I think the Dolphins are going to try to trade back from three for a team that needs a quarterback. I think the Falcons are four are going to try to trade back from uh, their spot for a team that needs a quarterback. And I think the Bengals won't trade because of the aforementioned Bengals (laughs) not trading thing. Uh, (laughs) Miami is in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And accordingly, they don't want to spend three. They're not going to spend it on a quarterback. They have their rookie quarterback in two, a Tunga by They want to they're going to want to either move that pick for Deshaun or if they're on the clock. Trade back to get more future picks to eventually move those future picks for Deshaun because they anticipate Deshaun being able to hold out uh, in Houston. That's that's the vibe that you get from from Miami is that they're willing to play this long game. Uh, It's not a great class at the top this year. Round one's a little bit thin. Uh, The only position that really is strong at the top is quarterback. Uh, wide receivers also up there, and Miami certainly can talk themselves into needing a wide receiver, but there's no need to make that pick at three. There's no yeah. Julio Jones in this class, so yeah. Miami's likely to trade back. Atlanta, who is over the cap, just restructured Matt Ryan to try to get under the cap, thereby committing themselves to Matt Ryan for the next couple of years, has needs everywhere across the roster and has to get cheaper again this is a team that needs like an edge they need an off-ball linebacker they need a safety they need a corner it is not a good defensive draft this year there is no player on defense that you would like taking in the top five yeah. maybe even the top 10 this may be a full offense top 10 which is crazy they're going to try to trade back as well if they stand pat they'll have to make the picks but i would anticipate teams like carolina at eight philadelphia at six san francisco mm. at 12 all looking to trade up in this range
0: so let's just say that they stand pat and let's just say that, that we'll put the quarterback discussion with Miami on hold and and let's say they don't have somebody that wants to move up right away who do they pick who does Atlanta pick who can you see the Bengals who definitely are going to stand pat who do you see them taking
1: all right so Miami at three with Will Fuller on the one-year deal it doesn't preclude them from taking a speed guy and I think that Jalen Waddle makes the most sense for their offense wide receiver out of Alabama mm-hmm. uh jamar chase generally viewed as consensus wide receiver one i don't think he's consensus in the league uh and for a team with Devonte parker preston williams and now will fuller you have a lot right. of guys who play on the outside yeah they need a slot separator uh especially because of the way that Tua a likes to play quarterback and of course they're trying to get deshaun watson but to us who you've got right now you don't have a player who can be in the slot waddles the best slot receiver separation out the wazoo unbelievable run for the catch ability takes a two-yard throw makes it into a 20-yard gain quarterback's best friend Right. Waddle it three to the the Dolphins. Four to the Falcons is an absolute nightmare. Uh again, like I said, like they need everything. And yeah. in that way, it's very hard to like key in on what exactly they're gonna go for. And if any position of theirs is strong, it's a wide receiver with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. That's what you'd like to take here if you're not gonna take a quarterback. Quarterback and wide receiver are your strongest positions. You can talk yourself into a tackle. Uh Caleb McGarry at right tackle was drafted by a different uh, 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 GM. Uh, yeah. Thomas Dimitrov was the one who selected him. He has not necessarily been great. So this is a spot where I think Penny Sewell is going to be a potential off the board, the tackle out of Oregon. Rashawn Slater as well, uh, out of Northwestern, who some view as a tackle, some view as a guard. We know that from New Orleans, who put a lot of tackle-sized body at guards, that Terry Fontenot, the new GM, is going to be very heavy investor in the offensive line uh that's what new orleans they had like a full starting offensive line and then they drafted cesar ruiz in the first round because they just constantly cycling talent at that position yeah so to me this out of tackle makes the most sense both sewell and slater would have to be uh transition players they'd have to move to the right side but slater has more experience starting at right tackle than sewell ever has Sewell's never done it slater did it i want to say in 2018 right so you that maybe that ends up mattering at the end of the day. I think with with the Falcons' long term time frame, Penny Sewell, who will be 20 when he takes his first NFL snap and is an <laughs> unbelievable athlete, is probably still the pick. So we'll make him the selection of four. Kind of sucks for the Bengals, who obviously just added Riley Reef in free agency, but definitely still need to be serious about their offensive line group. But also they can improve, stand to improve at guard and at tackle. And like I said about Rashawn Slater, he's potentially a guard in the league or a tackle. Uh, he came in with 33 inch arms. He struggles with length at times on the outside. He's got uh, I think a a build that could is conducive to playing on the inside. He compares favorably to Joe Tooney and Ali Marpet, some really high caliber guards in terms of his athletic ability. Uh, So they could bring him in and potentially start him at guard and then kick him out to tackle when the reef deal is over. So Slater tackle Northwestern at five to the Bengals. That's what I would guess it would look like. But again, I I imagine these teams want to trade back.
0: Yeah. And even if they trade back, you look at what Miami did, they can probably do a trade back and still get Jalen Waddle. So I still like the, the, the fit there. And that does bring us, to six with the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll we'll spend a little bit more more time on this one specific pick, obviously because of, of our team. backgrounds. Yeah, because the Eagles they I could do a couple. This team. <laughs> they could do a couple different things here. They could go quarterback factory route with Justin Fields, which me personally I would love. I would be a fan of that. They can go the early two thousands Detroit Lions route and go with another. First round wide receiver. That would be uh, two consecutive years for them doing that with Jamar Chase on the board. I'm sure a lot of fans would love that. They could also go cornerback and finally get that CB2 position locked down and then long term, you know, make him CB1 once uh, the team is good and Darius Slay is is a little bit too old because it seems like this is a, a long rebuild for the Eagles that they have ahead. But they have a ton of needs and Kyle Pitts is also out there. Like to me. If you mention need, and that's your number one thing when talking about the draft with the Eagles, I think you're dead wrong. This is not the time to be talking about need. This is time to get a stud regardless of position. What do you see the Eagles doing here?
1: Oh, man. I mean, to me, they go quarterback. Mm. Uh, with Carson Wentz in hand, a player they believe to be a franchise quarterback, which this was just a year ago. And they were like, yeah, he's a franchise quarterback. How far we've come. Yeah. Uh at 53 with needs at safety with needs at corner with needs at linebacker with <laughs> needs at wide receiver they took jalen hurts and they said it's because quarterback's the most important position we are very smart we are going to be so set at quarterback we're going to invest in quarterback constantly uh yeah. you know they they were asked and right in the immediate wake of the of the the pick like aren't you worried about having two quarterbacks like you've had this problem before and they're like no it's great we love having two quarterbacks obviously it was a total freaking nightmare right uh, by the time the season ended but i don't think that they view that as like a lesson to learn i think they more so view that as oh look things (laughs) fell apart with carson wentz and we have jalen hurts to potentially start like, good job we did it so if they were willing to add to the quarterback room last year with a second round pick
0: right why the this addition? year,
1: which right now, nobody is in this room besides Hurts. There's no, there's, they don't even have a second dude yet. Right. Uh, They're going to be willing to add to it again. This is an extremely good quarterback class. We've taken Lawrence and Wilson off the board. Justin Fields out of Ohio State was ranked like point zero 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 two stars below Trevor Lawrence coming out of high school. Mm. Has, you know, should have started at Georgia. Kirby Smart doesn't start him in favor of Jake Fromm, which we may look back on as like one of the biggest mistakes of like college football history but anyway yeah. goes to ohio state is unbelievably successful built like cam newton apparently he's gonna run a 4-4 can throw a 60 yard ball into a trash can just unbelievable talent and then trey lance on north dakota state a guy who should have been offered by minnesota and wasn't we'll talk about mistakes there uh doesn't throw a pick as a 19 year old freshman playing again at the fcs level but you don't usually see any quarterbacks at any level just not throw interceptions on route to national championships. Colin Kaepernick-like build, uh, true dual threat stuff. It's it's crazy. I don't think the Eagles will love Lance because I think they want higher caliber of competition and more starting experience. Yeah. Usually when they draft in the lower levels, it's guys who have been starting for multiple years. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a very hard bet to make on Trey Lance. I would imagine they really like Justin Fields. So to me, like you said, like it, we're not talking about need here. We're probably talking about value. Yeah, they value quarterback more than any other team in the league, and they don't have a starter established right now. So mm-hmm. if Lance and Fields are there. I'd be stunned if one of the two wasn't the pick. My gut says it would be Fields.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So give Justin Fields to the Philadelphia Eagles, and we will roll on to pick seven the Detroit Lions, you got to feel with Kenny Galladay out of the house, can we plug in Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts here? Which which yeah. one?
1: I think <laughs> yeah, that just do I it. think right. I, I think it would be Jamar Chase. Uh, Campbell's an ex tight end. Maybe it's like Kyle Pitts, but they didn't make the TJ Hawkinson pick, right? Uh, I, I, Chase, like I said, I think is generally viewed as the wide receiver one. The Lions would be happy to get him at seven. Kyle Pitts is is also awesome and is crazy, but like for my own sake, I don't want him to end up with Anthony <laughs> Lynn. I don't need him blocking. This is not what I signed up for
0: exactly i see him more as like a power slot uh, slash x receiver slash occasionally you give him some split flow zone type deals that he can seal block and do it do do some easier things in the in the blocking game i agree i see him more of as a receiver let's go to pick eight the carolina panthers who are still looking for for a quarterback they they need some help up front there's a lot of different needs on this team that matt rule is building up who would just slot on uh, uh here for
1: oh this is actually tricky
0: I kind of want to go I, – I like Trey Lance here to, to right. the Panthers. The, the,
1: the Panthers are going to do something not to quarterback. What right. it is, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they want to be in on the Deshaun Watson trade uh, carousel. I don't know how much they can participate in that. They wanted to sign Matt Stafford. If Lance is here, like I said, I, I do think it would be the pick. Yeah. Uh, both corners make sense for them, and they desperately need help there. Kyle Pitts needs help for them. They don't have a tight end. So if they didn't want to go quarterback slash have already addressed – The position and done something besides bridgewater it's a really good board for them but as it stands right now i would say trey lance makes the most sense sucks for denver
0: yep denver who (laughs) like i mean you look at their quarterback situation and there are some some drew lock defenders out there i am not among them uh so this is a bad situation for them i think this is probably where you get your first cornerback off the board right
1: are they signing kyle fuller we're recording this as they're probably signing Kyle Fuller,
0: <laughs> probably, probably.. So yeah. if they let, let's let's say we're recording it at noon. Kyle Fuller has not been signed to Denver. If he doesn't sign with Denver, let's go with probably the quarterback out of Virginia Tech. Caleb Farley?
1: Yeah, so it's it's a Vic Fangio defense that's going to put its cornerbacks in off alignments, gonna mm-hmm. give them space. We haven't seen Patrick Sertan really do this much at Alabama. Uh Patrick Sertan and Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech are the two consensus top corners. Sertan has more experience and more polish and is more pro ready at the line of scrimmage. Farley has more experience, has more polish, is more pretty, pro ready and off coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farley's probably also the better athlete outright. Uh, And so I think that even if Denver doesn't think that they're going to be like that great this year, but maybe be better next year when they solve quarterback Farley still, I think, has a a developmental track that you like. He was a wide receiver convert to corner, so he makes the most sense to me. He's very, very likable. I don't know if you've watched him. Are you watching anybody this year? He's great. You should watch him. He's a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) I I have watched a little bit of him, and I think this is a a perfect spot for another quarterback because – the Dallas Cowboys, and I guess it depends on how you feel about Trayvon Diggs, but you know they recently let go of Byron Jones. There's an obvious need there. The, se- the, the defense was giving up points at a historic rate last year. They are loaded with weapons and big contracts on the offensive side of the ball. It really feels like they should go defense here, that they have to go defense here. And maybe they, they need an inside guy, too, on that defensive front. If you watched Dallas last year, you just saw them get gashed in the middle of the field. And if they're going to try to make their linebackers look better, they need to be more stout. In the middle of that defense, I thought Dalvin Tomlinson would have been a really f- smart free agent signing for them. However, he goes to the Vikings, so there's still help there. However, I think they go quarterback here. What about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, so there's a little weird because their new DC is Dan Quinn. Right. Dan Quinn does what? Seattle cover three. Cover three, yeah. Meanwhile, they're adding like two gapping defensive tackles. There's right. like Brent Urban and Ter- Terrell Basham was like a 3-4 end. So I don't like get it. <laughs> but sure, keep going for it. uh Assuming they're running Seattle cover three at the very least as the coverage show, which is what Quinn was doing up until he was fired at Atlanta, then at everything that we said about Farley making more sense for Vic Fangio is going to put his corners off, makes Patrick Sertan make sense for Dan Quidditch, going to put his corners in press. Uh, so yep. it's, it's a very nice scheme fit. It makes a lot of sense.
0: Now we get to the New York Giants. So we're going a double dip here with the NFC East. And there are a lot of needs on this team. We talked about Kyle Pitts before. Like, Is, is this where you start to start to look at some of the playmakers like Pitts, like Devonta Smith out of Alabama? Uh, maybe some teams like uh, Richard Bateman, like a whole lot. But there is need for playmakers in New York to try to put lipstick on the pig that is Daniel Jones. But they could use some help elsewhere, too. Where do you see them going here?
1: I started thinking about Kyle Pitts at 1-1. He's... Mm awesome he's crazy mm-hmm. and like we lived through the entire rise and fall of 12 personnel in Philadelphia and kind of right. all the advantages and disadvantages that come with that Pitts is a is a problem with no solution you, unless Jalen Ramsey is employed by your football team you don't have a player who solves Kyle Pitts problem from the moment he steps onto a football field which right. is like bananas level impact from a macro level is he gonna be rookie of the year maybe not is he gonna be a nightmare for opposing defense coordinators from day one yes and that is more effectual in the win-loss column uh, so I start thinking about Kyle Pitts from day one. At this point, Giants at 11, especially with Jamar Chase off the board, I think Pitts is the clear full send. The problem, my hesitancy, is that a team that takes Devontae Smith is going to be a team that's very, like, film and, like, not very, like, numbers. Because right. Devontae Smith, if he's successful in the league, is going to be a significant outlier at 175 yeah. pounds. Right. I right. uh, don't know if you know much about the general manager in New York, but he's... Uh, a <laughs> a film guy. Yeah. devonte has got really good film. Uh so there's a chance he's in love with Devontae Smith. There's a chance he's in love with Michael Parsons as well. But to me, Kyle Pitts, best playmaker, best pick.
0: Now we get to the San Francisco 49ers, uh and a team that probably wants to be in on the quarterback sweepstakes to, to, to some degree. Uh however, a team that was also very, very banged up and has a lot of other needs throughout that that team. Where could where do you see them going here?
1: <sighs> they can't do Mac Jones. People want them to do Mac Jones. It'd be <laughs> erroneous
0: it would be objectively strong. hilarious if they went yeah. back jones here and they're, they're JC, gonna be tempted yeah. to
1: <laughs> i mean anybody but jimmy right that's the motto this year right jc horn makes sense uh at 12 san francisco uh Travon merrick's safety out of tcu makes sense at 12 uh, i mean they uh, if you take an offensive tackle you're admitting that mclinche's bad play is probably going to continue which sucks because he looked pretty good there for a while
0: yeah they just brought in Trent williams on a on a really big deal
1: yeah I don't see how edge makes sense and In the interior offensive line class. I, I, I would be willing to take Elijah Vera Tucker this early at of USC. I'm not sure mm. if they would be. I think JC Horn's probably your best bet corner okay. out of South Carolina. They brought back Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, they right. brought back Jason Verrett, but they have absolutely no depth. They're losing that whole whole depth chart. He's a very, very good press corner. Uh, you're going to be able to play true man for them, which is something that they struggled with with Sherman and Witherspoon as starters. So I would say Horn, but yeah. there's a lot of ways for this one.
0: Yeah, and Vrett, isn't he back on like a one-year deal betting on himself again after that long injury yeah, history? Which, so long-term answer, we don't yeah, know.
1: Right. Shout out Jason Verett for betting on himself. But man, I really hope he's healthy. I'm scared <laughs> about that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a fantastic player when he is for sure. Now we get to the uh Los Angeles Chargers. We've got their quarterback situation handled. They could protect him a little bit better. They could also use some some pass rush. Where do you see them going here?
1: Right. So the Chargers they've got they've got, now I want to make sure I get their uh Offensive line right. Brian Bulaga's back at right tackle. Corey mm-hmm. Lindsley's now the center. Matt Feeler's at it. We don't know exactly where he's going to play yet. My guess is right guard. Left tackle still is Sam Tevey and Trey Pipkins. Unacceptable. <laughs> uh, Christian Derriss out of Virginia Tech. Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Samuel Cosby out of Texas. Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame. Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. This is the next tier of very talented tackles. To me, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit. Uh, hesitant on derisaw i personally would take tevin jenkins here uh i would understand the derisaw pick though that seems to be going to be on him this is really like dealer's choice i don't know if you have a guy that you like if not i'm gonna take tevin jenkins he's an absolute bully he's great run blocker he's a lot of fun
0: yeah tevin jenkins is in fact uh, a bully I've, I've seen his reel and it's really impressive yeah. now we get to the minnesota vikings at 14 who struck gold last year after trading uh stefan diggs but then drafting Justin Jefferson, much to the chagrin of uh, a lot of Eagles fans who are, who are still ticked off about uh, the Vikings celebrating in the War Room, who are they celebrating this year?
1: Merig safety at TCU makes sense. You lost Anthony Harris. They lost Anthony Harris officially yet, or no? He's a free agent currently. I don't know if he's signed somewhere or not.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to make a push for him. But let's just, let, let's just say that Anthony Harris is is gone. Yeah. And they still need that because so I, I I do like Merrick.
1: Merrick is good, and I also like the idea of Elijah Vera Tucker, right? Because they lose Riley Reef. Now your Ezra Cleveland's maybe going to play tackle for you, which means your guard spot opens back up. You still don't want to have to start Drew Samia for another year. Vera Tucker was a multi-year starter at guard, extremely effective run blocker, very very good pass protector in short areas. Who had to play tackle for USC this past year, and then was also just like awesome, which was nuts. Uh, but he's probably a guard in the league. And I think he's a top 15 caliber picket guard. So for Minnesota, a team that loves uh, offensive, uh, loves investing in the trenches, that makes sense. I will say they usually go defensive line here early, and defensive mm. tackle is bad. Um, But Quiddy Pay, they'd like super athletic edge out of Michigan. Aziz Ojolari, probably if they lose Danielle Hunter, makes a lot of sense for them as their outside speed rusher guy. So I I would take Vera Tucker. They mm. would probably take Pei Ojolari, Ojal- because that's what Mike Zimmer does
0: let's go with pay just because I feel like a draft where an edge rusher isn't reached for by the time you get to pick 14 is pretty unrealistic it's a bad bad class
1: it's bad classes here man
0: yeah, I talked uh, talked about that last week with John Leiter. We were going through like, man, like you know, who who would you trust to come in and be productive day one? And there really wasn't an answer there. Um, we had just spoken with the, with the Vikings about Anthony Harris. He's still out there. I mean, Jacksonville Jaguars, Las Vegas Raiders those those teams could be in play for her, his services. So there might be a little bit of a bidding war there. But we move on in the NFL draft. We go to pick 15 with the most active team in free agency, the New England. Patriots and look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get involved in the in the QB uh, sweepstakes. Maybe move up for Trey Lance, something to that effect. Uh, but they've they've addressed a lot of needs on the offensive side of the ball. They're getting some players back as well. Donta Hightower had opted out last year. They signed Jalen Mills, which befuddled both of us. They signed Nelson Aguilar for more guaranteed uh, or more average per year than um, than Corey Davis, which was interesting. Well, what do you see them having us uh, scratching our heads with uh, on this pick? Because they usually make it a little bit weird for us.
1: This is Mac Jones, right? This is Ooh. like, well, right. It's We signed Cam Newton to a deal such that if we have him as a backup, no one's going to like turn their head. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's a very mm-hmm. low caliber deal. Uh, they had absolutely no infrastructure to support a quarterback at all until when free agency began, which Mac Jones <laughs> is like a. A, a garoppolo he's a golf he's a cousins he's gonna just maximize what you got he's not really gonna bring it up to uh, you know new levels not really gonna uh, uh lift up a bad team patriots were a bad team now they're pretty good team john newsmith smith hunter henry nelson agler kendrick Bourne, as you brought up and still picks tad to that offense as well offensive line you expect to be good with some of the investments they've made recently this is an infrastructure that could support mac jones and still win games and if mac is struggling if he's a rookie you still have Cam Newton, the quarterback run, and you expect to be successful. So to me, this is Mac Jones. Uh, I would be surprised if Jones gets any further down the board than 15, versus, considering what we've heard about his stock thus far. I love it.
0: At 16, you we're you? almost at the ha- – well, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love
0: it for the entertainment value. I want to see, I, I see how all that works in uh, New England. They're definitely more entertaining last year, and uh, the, the Mac Jones element would be interesting to add to that. Let's get to 16 because so we're almost halfway through the, uh, the draft here. We get to the Arizona Cardinals. Patrick Peterson now has moved on. There's a clear needed cornerback. Kenyon Drake is now gone to the Las Vegas Raiders, which was fascinating because Drake struggled last year because the Cardinals had no interior line or push or anything like that. (laughs) The Raiders purged themselves of their interior offensive line. Three-fifths of their offensive line is gone, and then bring in Drake, the guy that had struggled with those same situation. Uh yeah, but, interesting, That's huh? <laughs> yeah, just fascinating. What can you see the uh, Arizona Cardinals doing here?
1: I'd love to give them Devontae Smith. Mm. I'm worried that they're going to be like, "Nah, we signed A.J. Green. We're good. Right, which, which is, is crazy. not A thought you should have in 2021. A.J. <laughs> uh, Green struggling. Uh, they don't need Aziza Jalari. They, they got a... a Marcus Golden back with Chandler Jones and obviously J.J. Wassey, interior rusher. Michael Parsons, Najee Harris running back out of Alabama now. Uh, Right. You believe Chase Edmonds can be the starter for you. And I like Chase Edmonds. Mm -hmm. But you had the rotation earlier. It's important that your running back can pass protect and pass catch because of the way that you call plays. And you Najee Harris can do both. Uh, yeah. Really, really good hands for a 6'3", 220-pound back. And then obviously that frame helps him in pass protection. So I like that. I'll do Najee Harris. Uh, 16's rich, but Najee's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel it's pretty rich. It all makes sense. I would like to, for them to go in a different direction. But, but you know, sometimes teams take a running back a little bit too high. So the Arizona Cardinals take Najee Harris. That rounds out our uh, top 16, so the first half of the draft, still on the board, Devonta Smith, the Heisman winner. Micah Parsons, as you mentioned, two huge names still out there. We'll, we'll see where they go right after this.
2: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team.
0: And we're back here on the SB Nation NFL show. Michael Kist here with special guest Benjamin Solak of the Draft Network and Bleeding Green Nation. We are doing our first round mock using the Draft Network mock draft machine. And we are on the board with 17. The first half is out of the way. And we get to the Las Vegas Vegas Raiders who we were just talking about have purged their their offensive line. Uh, They got needs. It feels like all over the place. And it seems like they kind of created it on their own. I feel like yeah. – is this is this where Micah Parsons comes off, off the board here or do they go with the – uh? did they try to backfill that offensive line that they purged?
1: Yeah, I think that this has long been the Micah Parsons spot. I would still expect it to be the Micah Parsons spot. Christian Derisaw makes a lot of sense uh, this early as well if you want to replace Trent Brown with another player of, of – equal dangerous size. Darisol was a left tackle, so you got to move him to right, but you should still be okay with that. With that said, I do think it's the Michael Parsons spot. Uh, Gruden's going to love everything that Parsons can bring as a three down versatile linebacker. I don't want to say Derek Brooks name because it's not fair because he's not Derek Brooks. He's not going to be as good, but if you want a guy who looks like and moves like He could run the pole in Tampa, too, right? And be that sideline-to-sideline influencer. Hit, like, a ton of breaks. Michael Parsons, 2019. Not hard to talk yourself into that. It's going to take time for him to get there. But Gruden's still got six years, $68 million left on that deal. He's got some time, brother.
0: You, I mean, you mentioned Derek Brooks and say it's unfair. I think John Gruden's going to be here and his all the, all the time yelling at him. You want to be Derek Brooks, brother? You got you know you know you're going to see those right, clips. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get to uh, pick eighteen. We had already taken a wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins with the uh, third overall selection. If I'm not mistaken, that was Jalen Waddell out of Alabama. So that need is off the board. Can you see another edge coming off the board here? Maybe they go running back. They've got a linebacker need. Where can you see Brian Flores uh, going with this one?
1: Yeah. It would be fun to just do Devontae again, right? Just Jalen Waddle and then Devontae Smith. They'd just be (laughs) massively irresponsible. I want to take Christian Derrissaw here. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because they drafted last year Robert Hunt and Austin Jackson. So they went early on offensive line. Got Hunt on the field. Liked him at right tackle. He's probably still going to be better at guard. Got Austin Jackson on the field at left tackle. Not as good. Uh, And the biggest issue with that team down the stretch besides having a running back rotation that you know they were kind of dealing with injury balancing guys in and out of the practice squad besides the quarterback shift to a mid and then back to Fitzpatrick when they're trying to push for the playoffs besides the wide receiver injuries like all these stuff are problems the biggest issue is that their offensive line play still is not where they want it to be and Tua or Watson either way you've got injury prone rookie quarterback or guy in whom you just put one of the biggest investments in in league history you need to be strong in protection and remember watson's a little, mr little like run around and bite pressure right you've got to be strong on the offensive line i yeah. think they know that and i think that they, they showed the investment last year bring in derisov now Darisaw, Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt, all of them can potentially play tackle for you. Get two their two best at tackle. If that means Hunt goes and plays guard, that's fine. If it means Darisaw flat out beats Austin Jackson, that's fine. They just traded for Isaiah Wilson. Like they are going to get this line right. And mm-hmm. Darisaw is huge in physical, so if it's their mold, that's where I'm gonna put him.
0: So now we get to Washington, the Washington football team, and they've had a really interesting offseason. They had now to need a quarterback. They think they addressed that for the time being with Ryan Fitzpatrick, which scares the the daylights out of me because he's torched the Eagles two times in a row the last time, two times he played them. Uh, so there's that, and probably I mean they gave the Bucks fits right in the playoffs with Tyler Hennigy at quarterback. This this is a good overall roster, and only that they filled a couple other needs at cornerback. William Jackson on what I thought was a great deal. So you've got that that position mm-hmm, filled. Mm-hmm. They bring in Panthers wide receiver Curtis Samuel to play alongside of Terry McLaurin. So you've got now a little bit a little bit more juice on the offense. So I feel like they can go a lot of different ways with this one. Maybe they're looking to fill like that Kevin Pierre Lewis type role, and, and maybe the kid out of Notre Dame is the answer there. Uh what do you where do you see them going with this one?
1: Yeah, Jeremiah was the out of Notre Dame gaming. Yeah. Uh, you could try to play him in the box in year one if you want. <laughs> nope. I mean, I, uh, that, he's built like a safety. He plays like a safety. I, right. He's listed as a linebacker, but you've got to be willing to move that guy. Uh, it's not a good linebacker class. This is a tough ask to have them fill that, which I agree, important uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis role next to Cole Holcomb. I'm not sure they're going to be able to do. Uh, oh, corner's tempting. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they have Kendall Fuller and William Jackson, but I think Greg Newsom's a really good player. Do you want to bring more to that wide receiver room? Be able to play with with Samuel, Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin, and then an X like a true. I mean, because McLaurin's an X now. He's great. He's awesome. He's the man. Yeah. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know who to pick here.
0: I look the the the, the way I view how teams should attack this, and I, I think this is where the Buffalo Bills kind of lost me in free agency this year. Was we see what the Bucks did with their offense constantly constantly adding talent we see what the kansas city chiefs do with their offense it's all over offense taking me hardman when they don't necessarily need a wide receiver just get more explosive get more explosive with your offense put up points with that defense that they have they will keep them in games get your splash plays go get yourself devonta smith at 19 i think that's where you take a swing on him tell me i'm wrong plug him in there Do no nah, i
1: take samuel Cosby. Here's the here's the thing. I I hear you, but also like I always forget that the the football team literally just like does not have a starting left tackle right now. Right, Jaron Christian, Cornelius Lucas, like they're they're kind of just rotating in some young guys and 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 doing their best with that. And we love to talk about Taylor Heineke's game against Tampa in the playoffs. It was like, oh, that was cool. Uh, A lot of it was cool because he was getting immediate pressure and was able to survive. You know what I mean? That's kind of not where you want Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, I think Samuel Cosby out of out of Texas can be a year one starter for you. I think will be better over a long term. He needs a mass. He's he's like six seven three oh five. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's a little light in the pants. Um, but in terms of movement skills, he's really really quality. So I, I they would have loved Darosaw here, but I think Samuel Cosby is still a worthy consolation prize.
0: All right, so we'll go Cosby. I won't begrudge you for going offensive uh, tackle there, as long as you're doing something to help your offense long term and getting that pass protection right is uh is definitely I look. I want the I want the fancy toy with Devonta Smith, kill me. Speaking of kill okay, me,
1: send him to Chicago.
0: I was gonna say, right yeah. here with Chicago, who are just an an, an abject mess. Starting Andy, Dal- Andy <laughs> Dalton at quarterback could definitely need some help. We don't know what's going on with Allen Robinson. He's been tagged. Maybe he's trade. Yeah, Anthony Miller has been. There's been some trade rumors around him. You need some help there, right? Th- this is this is the obvious Devonta Smith spot for me.
1: Yes, I would say so. I would say for Chicago it's take the absolute best player that's available, which mm-hmm. at this stage is Devontae Smith. Uh, you know, you might be trading Akeem Hicks, you might be you've already caught Kyle Fuller. Like you're clearly trying to get rid of good players, which is interesting. Um, but at this stage in the draft where you your team is just in this weird limbo spot, uh, Devontae's the best player and you're you, you brought Allen Robinson back, that's nice, but you still need wide receiver behind him and you're probably not getting Allen Robinson back next year, so Devontae is the, is the move. Yeah, definitely a,
0: a long. Yeah, definitely a long-term need there. Now we get to the uh Indianapolis Colts who traded traded for a uh, little known quarterback named uh Carson Wentz. So what what do we do to help the Colts get over the hump? Cuz it feels like they think they're a little bit closer than they might be, but they were they were competitive in the playoffs. How do you help this team get over the hump, Ben?
1: Hmm. They've always they've always invested in an offensive line. Mm-hmm. They have a need at left tackle. They haven't mm-hmm. filled the end for agency, and we just went on a little tackle run, so we screwed yeah. them there. Uh, they've always gone cheap at corner. Greg Newsom is a perfect scheme fit and would be ideal as a starter for them, and I'm not sure they'd make that pick. Ooh, I think they're trying to they they said they wanted to match any offer T.Y. Hilton got. So I think the wide receiver's not that big of a I, yeah, it's Greg Newsom the second out of Northwestern. Really, really good player. Uh dealt with his dealt with injury during his Northwestern career and then was just kind of quietly very good for a, a very good Northwestern defense over the course of the season. So his hype kind of came up late. And then he tested quite well to the pro day better than I would have thought. He's checking athletic boxes, he checks production boxes. It's the it's the lack of snaps that concerns you. Uh I'm trying to remember if that's something that really worries Ballard, but I feel like he took Rocky San, he took Ben Banigou, he took Kamoko Toure, like a lot of guys who dealt with injury and missed some time in college. So Greg Newsom, who I love, and that'd be a good fit in, in, in Indy.
0: I like it. Let's go to 22 with the Tennessee Titans, who have been uh, pretty active. I mean, they're able to get back Jayon Brown at linebacker on a one-year deal, which is is surprising. I guess the market wasn't what we thought it would be for him out there. Uh, they also bring in Janoris Jenkins, the cornerback, after releasing a Dory Jackson, which had some people scratching their head. I'm a little bit higher on Janoris Jenkins than I think a lot of people are. I think he's solid. Jack Rabbit, baby. Jack Rabbit will make some plays on the ball. He'll also get burnt every now and then. Um, they have an obvious need up front, I think, at, at offensive tackle. They tried to go with Isaiah Wilson last year. That has been uh, just an abject disaster for them. Uh, I think they can also help uh, continue to help the secondary. Where do you think they go here?
2: Oh, but Rashad Dupree. David. They also
0: bring in uh But Dupree and I th- and I yeah. and, and I like that Danico I love the Denico Danico uh Autry sign yeah. from the cults. So.
1: Everything Mike Rabel does in the front seven, I'm like sick. And then everything they do elsewhere, I'm like, that's bad. <laughs> uh not great. Yeah. Uh this team as A.J. Brown, and then their next closest target getter was Corey Davis, and he's gone. And then it was like Adam Humphreys, and he's gone. And Kalief Raymond is their deep guy, and he's gone. And the tight ends, who they play a lot of tight ends, 13 personnel, John U. Smith, and he's gone. And Anthony Ferkser, he's back. Yay, Anthony Ferkser. Uh, they lost so much skill, talent, wide receiver, and tight end. They absolutely, I don't care how much of a running team you want to be. Yes. You have to have two functional receivers in the NFL 100%. in 2021. Rashad Bateman. Compares very nice, or not compares very nicely to Corey Davis. Has the skills to fill the Corey Davis role very successfully. Intermediate in breakers, use blocking, slot, and outside alignments. Tough after the catch. Tough going up for the football. uh Bateman's a very, very good player. Yeah. And so, in, used also in a PJ Fleck offense, just as Davis was in Western Michigan. So you can make the 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 switch successfully. Bateman be a home run pick for them.
0: Can you score with the Chiefs? Can you score with the Bills? Look at your wide receivers and answer that question. Right now, (laughs) the the answer is no. And Bateman doesn't solve all of that, but he gets you closer to where you need to be. Let's get to the New York Jets with with Joe Douglas at the helm of their draft part of this rebuild. They're doing a lot, and I like what they're doing in free agency. What can they do in the draft to continue uh, rebuilding that roster?
1: Draft is Ezo Jolari. Full send. Mm. Who is the last Jets edge rusher to have over 10 sacks? I couldn't tell you. So people say it was Calvin Pace in 2013, <laughs> but he lined up as like a, an inside rusher. Or right. Right. Uh, like a Right. And he just got it. 10 sacks. Yeah. Uh, so it's Pace or it's John Abraham, Abraham in like 2000 and... Oh, I want to say like seven. Right. Oh, man. Like it's been a, either way, It's been a while mm. <laughs> since they've had a really good edge. They signed Carl Lawson. I think that's a home run. I think that's going to be great. Ojalari is tricky now because if we're talking about Robert Sela defense, one of those guys has to be hand in the dirt, five technique, tight to a tackle. Ojalari weighed in at like two fifty plus. I don't think he played at that. Carl Lawson's also like he's two sixty, but he's a squatty dude. None of these guys are the big long builds of a bosa. And it's like, all right nobody's the build of a Bosa like uh, you can't be like oh the Robert Taylor defense needs a Bosa that's not you can't do that you can't there's only one Uh, I guess there's two actually but there's only two (laughs) and so you can't do they want that big body hand of the dirt guy if so it's probably Jalen Phillips who's like 6'5 265 out of Miami but Mm -hmm. the better player not the better the better pass rusher right now to me is Aziz O'Gilardi out of Georgia so I would take him.
0: okay well let's go to 24 to the Pittsburgh Steelers as they try to uh, keep Big Ben upright, uh, there's some obvious needs there. What they've done in free agency, they were able to bring back Cameron Sutton, the defensive back. However, they lost Mike Love Hilton, it. who has Don't been. Don't
1: mind a, it. Sutton's better.
0: Yeah, do you think so? I really like Hilton, but I like Here's I do like. Sutton. Here's
1: the thing about Hilton. Hilton is like Hilton's one of those players where, like, oh, they blitz him a lot on passing downs. That tells me what I need to know about him in coverage. You know what I, I mean, disagree. like he's he's very good in what they ask him to do. Yeah, but what they ask him to do. <laughs> belies a little bit what he's got in his tank in my opinion i think sounds a better cover player
0: it's like that jamal adams thing right why does he blitzing right. so much Well, watch him in coverage sometimes because it's yeah,
1: so he's, Well, <laughs> hilton loves to blitz he's gonna blitz we're just gonna do that and don't ask us any more questions
0: <laughs> that's fair they they also bring back zach banner on a cheap deal at offensive tackle they could definitely use some help there uh where you got him going
1: here ben oh we kind of uh we beat up this board a little bit for him went to the corner went on tackle I don't think they take running back this early. No. The 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 Steelers invariably in round one take an athlete they shouldn't take in round one. Like uh, Artie Burns, Terrell Edmonds. Right? Like, I, yeah. Edmonds was a shocker. Steelers fans always get mad at me because I don't draft them a tackle in round one. They haven't taken a <laughs> tackle in round one this millennia. Right. I don't know what you want from me. I like, just what the team does.
0: That's your fault, then, um, obviously.
1: Right. So. Uh, Jalen Phillips is uh, is probably the best athlete I'm looking at at the top of the board right now. And they have uh, they
0: have no depth at at, at edge right. It is it's, right, it's, it's it's T.J. Watt and it's and it's uh uh high school right yeah right. Who's, who's and then Ola the the
1: uh, the Toledo kid who I liked from a while ago. But yeah, he's a special teamer. Yeah. Um. Right now. Like, the, you know, maybe we should have sent Phillips to the Jets because Ojolari makes a lot more sense in terms of body comp and, and two-point stance and wide alignments. Phillips can do that. He did that at Miami. It's just not what his body type looks like for the league. Mm. So it's not perfectly snug, but I'm, I'm struggling to find another name here. I mean, corner – oh, oh, Eric Stokes – Eric Stokes ran a 4.35, jumped like mm. 38 inches, right? Is he like right, the Artie Burns type pick? <laughs> yeah, well, no, he's better than Burns was, okay, yeah, for yeah, yeah.
0: sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: I wouldn't have told you Stokes was the caliber of athlete he was watching his film. I was like, oh, he's a good, smart player. I think he's fast. I don't think he's particularly great transitions or explosive. And then he was quick, and he was explosive in testing. Uh, Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson are both on expiring deals, if memory serves correctly. Either way, you lost Hill, and you have the two-year deal on Sutton. and you got to keep out of the corner room. Eric Stokes will play outside for you. Make that.
0: Pick. Okay, I like it. Let, That's let's, a good one. While we have the time, let's burn through a few of these uh, kind of quickly because we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars on the bo- on the board. Uh, they've already picked for us. They've got the uh, Cleveland Browns and then the Baltimore Ravens. Where do you see the How do you see that that playing out potentially with those three picks?
1: okay jacksonville jaguars i think still need help on defense to me this is what Travon Merrigs fall stops like they it. have absolutely nobody in the safety room right now yeah love what cleveland's done in free agency i don't know about you i think cleveland's gonna be great next year very clear invested in the defense team uh christian barmore out of alabama a tackle makes a lot of sense but this will be the jalen phillips spot for me i like it uh get get a high impact rusher opposite garrett start winning some one-on-ones because he's always going to draw doubles for you uh Ravens at 27, lost Matt Juden, lost Yannick Ngakwe, Pernell McPhee, and Tyus Bowser, now the starters at edge. Would be a great O'Jalari spot. Would be a great Javon Merrick spot. They're both gone. Uh, They're apparently in on the Kenny Galladay sweepstakes. If they don't get it, let's go Terrace Marshall. Uh, Right Mm. now, they love to be a vertical team. Marshall was one of the best vertical receivers over the last two years at LSU, but he has the size 6'3", 200, that Marquise Brown doesn't have. And he's able to work via intermediate as well. He he ran a lot of in-breaking stuff in the slot. Uh, this past season as well, with no Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson on that team. 28 to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Saints, I like to go BPA, right? I mean, this is a team that is does not going to have the money to make a lot of moves. Uh, oh, Owusu Koromo, I don't know her name, is the best player, but they have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Malcolm Jenkins are both already in that role, which right. is at, like box safety, weak side linebacker role. Greg Rousseau, Christian Barmore, Nick Bolton, Stephen Collins. I hate everything. I hate everything. Um, I'll still take Jeremiah Wazukoromoa. You're going to add to the depth of the second level. Jenkins athletically isn't exactly what he used to be. Linebacker depth behind uh, DeMario Davis isn't great. If you think Wazukoromoa can mass up and be a true box player. Like I said, he's the best player available. So there you go.
0: Nice. That brings us to 29. We got a little bit time to to sit on these picks with with the Green Bay Packers up here. What can they do? to get themselves over the hump and really compete with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers who uh, you want to take them down twice last year.
1: Right. So green Bay, uh new defensive coordinator. Don't really know how much they're going to invest on defense. I'm interested to see it. What I do know is that the offensive line is experiencing a little bit of a, a shuffle, right? Yeah. Brian Bulaga gone last year, Elton Jenkins now replacing Corey Lindsley at center. Jenkins was their problem solver, right? He could play everywhere for them. Now apparently the one I just leave him starting at center, which to me I don't know. Uh, Billy Turner at right tackle, don't love it. I uh, 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 David Bakhtiari coming off a of major injury. The Notre Dame offensive tackle Liam Eichenberg was a player who I watched him and I wrote down Brian Bulaga's name. I think mm. he's so ridiculously rock steady and so just not sexy and just not not just not a great athlete, not gonna finish guys, but just never loses and it's gonna be. Plug and chuck for 10 years. So I like Liam Eichenberg to potentially take the right tackle job away from Billy Turner. Keep that offensive line strong. They're trying to cut corners there, and I don't like it.
0: That pick makes a ton of sense. And now we get to the Buffalo Bills. So like I said, kind of confounded me in, in, in free agency, and they can they can still do some things. But I felt like adding – just continuing to add offensive firepower. That's kind of my theme for these teams that are close but, get, but are just not getting themselves – over what can they do or are they going to go defense here because sean mcdermott we we, wants to build that defense up uh always but do they defer to the offense on this one
1: Hmm. Is there let me put
0: it this way is there a wide receiver weapon like like a tony out of florida or is that redundant for them like is there anyone out there that you like in this spot for them to add to the offense
1: yeah, I mean, like, Etienne is the one who jumps off the, the board to me because yeah. they're not good at running back. Now, how many times are you handing the ball to Travis is the question. you got to justify <laughs> the, you know, that. Right. That's the danger, right? right? You pick a guy in the first round, you start to think, we got to make this pick worth it. Every time you take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands and give it to Travis Etienne, it's not a good decision for that offense, and they know that. So I don't think they'd make that pick. I do think it would be defense here. I don't think they have to go wide receiver. I think they got a really nice depth chart, some young guys, Gabe Davis, Isaiah Hodgins. I like I like Gabe. Uh, yeah, so to me, uh, I look at a team that, you know, Brandon Bean stood up there with a straight face and was like, we like the idea of Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson battling it out for the corner two job. And I was I like, don't. brother, you can't you can't <laughs> be out here lying. You can't be out here just saying things. Um, would have been a good Eric Stokes team. They really would have liked him. Asante Samuel is interesting to me, Ooh. though. Uh, 5'10", 185, extremely tough. Very, very good cover two zone corner. Great closing downhill. Can play man coverage. They're going to suffer for size a little bit with him and Tredavious White next to each other. But the toughness, the tackling, and the and the the uh, the instincts and zone to me are very enticing. So I would take a Sunday Samuel here.
0: Love it. So that brings us and to... Have you
1: watched his film?
0: I've seen a little bit, dude. I like okay.
1: him. As Right. As somebody who, I will give you, was in on Jair Alexander before <laughs> me and <laughs> bigger than I was and in a great way and was 100% right on that, watch a Sunday Samuel and tell me you don't go... This looks like a corner from Louisville I watched a couple years ago because he's got <laughs> legit flashes like that.
0: You know exactly how to pique my interest because you know how yep. huge I am on Alexander. Okay, cool. I'm definitely going to watch him. Let's get to 31, the Kansas City Chiefs. The It's weird. We obviously know the biggest need for them. The best free agents out there on the offensive tackle market are Eric Fisher and, and Mitchell Schwartz. So that brings us – to what's left? Is there anything out there for offensive tackle that you would take a look at?
1: I'd probably make Elijah Vera Tucker the pick here, the guy at the USC, uh, which, like I said, probably guard of the next level. Had to.
0: <laughs> we got a little peek behind the curtain. I think Ben just finalized his, his draft it
1: stopped It stopped at 31. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> this is just finished and I wasn't ready for it. I was so surprised. I'm glad anyway. it
0: happened here and not at pick 16. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, no, because I like I like added Elijah. I'm on my admin account, so I added Elijah Bear Tucker, and then I took him out because I thought you still needed to see the team needs, oh, and no, then I went no. to add him again, and the machine was like, "You just made two picks, so we're done here." <laughs> <laughs> now I still got 32, man. Um, anyway, Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, is the pick can play tackle for you. Uh, if you, you know, your whole Ryan Log, Mike Remmers plan doesn't work out somehow, uh, <laughs> then maybe you can take the tackle for you. If not, really, really good starting caliber guard. Uh, their left guard spot right now is like maybe Kaliki Osemeli, maybe Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Both of those guys, not, not great bets. He adds to your depth of guard and adds to your depth of tackle, keeping your offensive line buoyant despite the fact that you kind of gutted it this year. So I like that.
0: Tampa Bay Buccaneers defending Super Bowl champions. How can they keep it going as they try to try to run it back, because they're keeping everybody in town free agency-wise, mm-hmm. which gives you a lot of flexibility in the draft to add really best player available, in my opinion.
1: Well, so they're not keeping everybody in town for... Well, I mean, uh, they have
0: 31 free agents coming into this thing, right? but you, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. I'm just
1: setting myself up. I'm not actually <laughs> serious. Uh, Dominican Sue yeah. is an upcoming free agent. They've been in talks with uh, bringing him back, but they re-signed Raheem Nunez-Roches, who they brought in in part because they didn't have the Indomitian Sioux uh, they, because of Sue's injury, they brought in, Rick, or because of Vita Vea's injury, excuse me, they brought in Ricky Nunez Rochas. Uh, they re-signed him, which indicates to me that they're not super confident in their ability to bring a Dominick Sue back. Are you setting As up, it,
0: uh, Levi Onzuarike? Onzuarike? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Now, uh, I mean, like, it would make sense. They, obviously, they had success drafting a Washington defensive tackle a couple years ago, but Christian Barmore on Alabama is the defensive tackle I expect to be the first guy off the board. For that really, really weak position. He's our first guy we're taking here. Um... Really, really nice finish to 2020, but it was his first year as a full starter and he was learning as he went. He's still very much so a long arc projection development type player. Uh, has right now an arm over, has a swim, lives and dies with it. And the league's going to figure that out quick, be able to neutralize him. He's going to take a year or two to to settle in. Once he does, he's clearly an NFL athlete, but it's nice to sit, sit behind maybe in Dominic Sue, maybe behind Rakim Nunez roches be a rotational player start being a bigger part of the the team in 2022 and beyond.
0: Love it. That's our first round mock. Ladies and gentlemen, and we're just about, we are just about out of time. I knew this was going to take a while, but we hope you enjoyed the entire discussion even if you skipped around to to find out what your team did so you can yell at Benjamin Solak at Benjamin Solak on Twitter about the picks he makes. I didn't make any of these picks. This is this is all on Ben. But, Ben, I, I really appreciate you joining us here and having this discussion. Thank you for uh, showing off the uh, the draft machine, mock draft machine, gentle listeners.
1: Usually it gets through 32 picks. This was user error. I want to make that <laughs> very clear.
0: Do your mocks and send them to Ben, and he will uh, he will judge you mercilessly on, on, on Twitter. Right, Ben?
1: Uh, no, I'll be nice. I don't really care. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying like, people are like, oh, tell me what's wrong. Nothing. It's great.
0: So for people that didn't know you coming into this, that, that are just SB Nation NFL Show listeners, let the let the gentle listeners know where they can find you, all your excellent work, so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, hi, I'm Ben. Uh, <laughs> I usually act like this. This is me. Uh, I am on Twitter at Benjamin Solak, Solak S O L A K. And as Mike said, my draft stuffs at the Draft Network, which we've got a, a fun final month of draft cycle planned here before this thing kicks off. My Eagle stuffs at Bleeding Green and at BGN Radio, Mike's old home.
0: That's gonna do it for the SB Nation NFL Show. Michael kissed signing off. Benjamin Solak is out of here. Go dominate and have yourselves a day.